Toto Group proudly presents Huddle Up, Huddle Up. with Bucky Brooks, <laughs> J.P. Shatner, John Osher, and NFL Network analyst and former Jaguar Bucky Brooks bring you the latest on your Jacksonville Jaguars. Everything's got to be about the future. It's got to be about tomorrow and bringing all that into focus as we, you know, attack the season. Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks starts right now. And we welcome you in from Flowery Branch, Georgia, the Atlanta Falcons facility. The Jaguars-Falcons joint practices underway today. J.P. Shadrick, John Osier, Bucky Brooks coming up. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks. We'll hear from Bucky out in L.A. coming up in a moment. We're live at training camp today. And, of course, we'll have a show tomorrow, the uh, um, happy hour show, the Doug Peterson show tomorrow afternoon here. And it's preseason week three. Plenty of roster changes in the last day or so as the Jaguars try to churn some things before the final roster cut this coming Tuesday. And, uh, John, here we go. One day in the books here just outside of Atlanta. And uh, good to see these two teams going at it together. Yeah, it was. I thought it was a measured practice today uh, in terms of uh, there wasn't a whole lot of hitting. I think sometimes when people see, hey, they're going to practice against each other, you're going to see them playing with their hair on fire, trying to get each other out of practice. It really wasn't that, but – uh, I do think they had an opportunity to look and work against an opponent they hadn't seen before. There was certainly benefit to that, and uh, Trevor certainly seemed happy with the work after practice. Let's bring in Bucky Brooks, NFL Network analyst, Jaguars preseason TV analyst from Los Angeles. Good afternoon, Bucky, first of all. How are you? Uh, what's up, my guys? How's everything down there in Flowery, Flowery Branch? It's uh, warm, and you were right about the mosquitoes. I'll say they're out today. That's just kind of <laughs> what it is around here. Um, but it's training camp. It's Georgia. That's what you expect. And uh, I'll say this. Kyle Pitts made a couple big catches today, the tight end for the Falcons. He is a monster, Bucky. Yeah, he is a monster. He's a matchup nightmare. And it's, it's really good that the Jaguars get a chance to do these joint practices. I think it's interesting that uh, – John made these comments about, like, it wasn't as spirited maybe as they would think. Uh, One of the things that you want to do is you want to go to that line but not go over that line. And so the benefits of your joint practices are you get the competitive work against another set of starters. You get a chance to put your starters in basically a game plan environment where you can work against the other team. But the injury risk should be reduced because you're not necessarily going at full speed. You're not taking guys to the ground. It's more of a thud tempo. So for coaches, it's really appealing because you get the intensity of maybe what you would get in a preseason game, but it's not quite as out of control as a preseason game would be. I think it's smart too, JP. They work the ones against the ones, the twos against the twos, the threes against the threes. So you don't have the third guy from the Falcons secondary trying to take out uh, Trevor Lawrence. Trying to be a hero. So all the first-team guys, or most of them, should get, hey, we're here to get better. We're not here to uh, be historic and make a play that's going to make me on the Internet tomorrow. So I thought it was interesting. Uh, James Robinson back uh, did work with the first team. I thought he uh, ran hard, and it looked like he was about as back as you can be and still have the orange jersey on. Still have the non-contact jersey on. One of a handful of guys back today as well. James Robinson on the offensive side, but then all of a sudden it's uh, the linebacker from Utah, Devin Lloyd. Finally getting a chance on the practice field. He was out there full today. Also, Darius Williams, the free agent acquisition this offseason, who's been wearing that same jersey that James Robinson is wearing. Well, no jersey anymore. He's out there full today. He was fully cleared, according to Doug Peterson, before the trip up here to Atlanta. And Bucky, that's a great sign. You see those two guys 
We'll see how Devin Lloyd responds after today's practice going into tomorrow. But uh, Peterson said you might even see him on the field a little bit this Saturday against the Falcons. Yeah, a couple of things. I am curious to see how that defense looked today with Devin Lloyd being inserted into the mix. And then, too, I'm really excited to see him play. I think it's important for him to play a little bit in the preseason because the game is so much different going from the practice field to the game day. And so if you can give him that little buffer of being in a preseason game, the speed isn't quite what it's going to be like when he takes the field against the commanders, but it will give him a nice run up to the regular season when we think about the season starting in a couple weeks. Hey, JP, I keep getting asked, will Lloyd start the opener? Well, they're sure going to try to get him started in the opener. I mean, I don't think there's any question they have him penciled in to be there. Uh, I think it's very interesting, too. Darius Williams and Devin Lloyd, Bucky, I know, always talks about this. It really isn't the case anymore where we have 11 starters in the NFL. On defense, you've got 13 or 14, and uh, Darius Williams is one of those guys. As good as the Jaguars' defense has looked in the, in the preseason, it's looked that way without Lloyd and without Williams. So uh, these are both guys that are going to factor in very much, especially Lloyd. I mean, uh, we've talked about it. They're dynamic up front already without him. I think he's a beast, a playmaker, and above the X's and O's guys, maybe the most above the X's and O's guys they have. How good can this bunch be? If it's for real what we've seen the first two weeks, how good can this bunch be with Devin Lloyd? I'd be surprised if he hasn't played the opener. I like that. Yeah. Get him out there. That's why you drafted him, right? Play some if ball. He's, yeah, he's healthy and ready. That's what we're here for. If he's healthy and ready, Bucky, you got to play. Yeah, I mean, look, you want to you put him out there because if he's healthy and ready, uh, you know he's going to be in the mix. And you want to, I don't want to say get the rust off, but you want to get him acclimated to the way that the pro game is going to be. He's going to have some mistakes. He's going to uh, have to work through some of those groin pains that most rookies have to work through. But he is so talented talented and he brings a different dimension we have seen and it's only the preseason but there's a reason to be very optimistic about the defense we've seen the defense kind of bully opponents now you bring another player who has a bully mentality but a lot of versatility and a lot of talent i just like the potential that this jaguars defense has displayed and i think he just adds to it well as you and bucky know i'm known for my keen eye and my uh, way with words yes devin lloyd is fast jp thank you he's big. <laughs> i mean he, he's big but, and but fast. <laughs> even today first day back speed stands out I, you know i was being sarcastic at the top but he's he plays fast he looks fast it stands out of the practice field it's a good thing the jaguars did make a few uh, transactions the last couple days as they continue to churn. They've had the second roster cut already on Tuesday down to 80 players. The final roster cut, at least cut, down to 53 is this coming Tuesday, and then there's nearly two weeks where they can go claim guys and do whatever they need after that. But um, the notable moves, the Jaguars traded for offensive lineman Cole Van Lannon from the Packers. Reportedly a seventh-round pick goes the other way from the Jaguars to Green Bay. Kicker James McCourt claimed off waivers from the Chargers. He was here today. I didn't see him kicking. He was on a far field. He didn't, uh, at least that I saw, have any field goal sessions today. Uh, we'll see about that tomorrow. And then, of course, they've signed quarterback Jake Luton. Uh, they didn't, with uh, C.J. Beathard, not running really full speed in last week's game. They just need quarterbacks to get them through this a preseason week three game, and that's what it is for a guy like Luton who's just trying to find his way in the league. Well, I haven't talked to many about this, but I assume uh, McCourt probably has spent the last couple of days flying, trying to get to wherever he's going to be. I don't know that you necessarily need to put him out there and have him kick and have him uh, strain something after that sort of thing. 
let him show what he can do and give him a fair chance to be 100% healthy. Um, beyond that, the quarterback thing, I, I think it's pretty clear. Uh, Jake Luton is here to come in and take some snaps on Saturday so that uh, Trevor Lawrence and C.J. Beathard don't have to. All right, let's come back in a moment, guys. Bucky, we'll get your thoughts on that coming up. A little more defensive conversation ahead. And Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks is brought to you by Fields Auto Group Jacksonville. Step up to luxury, fieldsauto.com. This is Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars Digital Network. James, he's not necessarily full clear, but he's cleared to practice. We're going to increase his reps. You'll see an orange jersey on him. Uh, I spoke with Arthur, you know, Smith um, this morning about that. They're, you know, so they'll be aware of him and, and just try to limit the amount of touches. Uh, Darius Williams is full go. He's been cleared, you know, for for everything. So it would be exciting to get him out there. Uh, BT Badar is another one that's that's good to go. We'll try to ramp up his reps throughout the course of the week. Uh, Devin, you know, if the week progresses. You know, obviously in his favor and our favor, then then he'll see some time in this game. You know, and, and which is what we need to see. Said Coach Doug Peterson before the trip to Atlanta just the other day, and welcome back. It's huddle up with Bucky Brooks, J.P. Shadrick, John Osher, and Flowery Ranch, Georgia. Bucky is out in Los Angeles. That indeed all happened today that he just spoke about. That's the good news. One name not on that list is Foley Fatakasi, still off to the side. He. Uh, had the calf issue during the game, John, uh, this past Saturday, and I think they're just going to be very cautious with him, give him as much time as possible to get ready for the opener. He's a big key to that run defense. Yeah, you want him healthy for the opener. I haven't heard whether he, they think he'll be ready for the opener. Won't play Saturday because all all starters won't play. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like Shaq Griffin would be in that boat, but they're not uh, nearly as worried about Shaq as as uh, you would be about uh, Fodakasi. Well, Shaq was running around today. Right, exactly. So that's good news, Bucky. He's uh, he's back out there, which is a good thing. And uh, But, yeah, you you have this time. That extra week helps out in this scenario, Bucky, where you can get guys healthy and then get to the starting gate of the season. Yeah, number one goal from this point forward is to get to the regular season opener with everyone intact. You want your number ones available. You want your starters ready to go, and you want them to be eager to play uh, on the 11th. And so – if you're Doug Peterson and staff, you want to err on the side of caution. You want to make sure that everyone gets their rehab work in so that that game week, they're available to prepare. And then you want to be able to start the season 1-0. and So a lot of the work has been done. This is kind of like the cherry on top of the Sunday in terms of this joint practice just to get the timing down without having to expose the starters to game action. But, yeah, everything right now is, as we say, what, future focus? Future focus on getting the game one ready to go. <laughs> right. Hey, is this, um, I mean, obviously a bunch of teams practice against each other, but are there any teams this year that are doing multiple weeks of this against different teams? How's that work? I haven't heard of it. You know? I haven't heard of it. Oh, okay. Would you be opposed to that in the future, like doing two different joint practices? Or is that too much? No, I actually like it. I like it because now the people that watch preseason games won't like it because then that ensures that your starters (laughs) won't play in two preseason games. But – I like it because it gives you an opportunity to play fast, to get a competitive look. It also gives you another opportunity to get a real evaluation of your players, not only your high-end guys, but your your guys that are on the fringes. You get a chance to see them in another competitive environment, and that helps with the decision-making. If I'm a coach, if I'm a front office, I would like to take advantage of as many of these type opportunities as I could because it helps me make the best decision as it relates to making the roster. Yeah, I said earlier, I wondered – sort of what the value was of having 
these joint practices on the final preseason game. Uh, I said there's somebody out on the field, and the more I thought about it, I think what Bucky said is the value. I don't know that this is necessarily a week for the starters to shine or not shine in this joint practice situation, but it's certainly for a team like the Jaguars right now who I know Doug said last week that the 53 is sort of set within a few, but this gives those bottom 15, 16, 17 guys a real chance Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday to have real action and uh, to really prove themselves. So in a year where you're trying to figure out what you have, where you don't have a lot of game experience with these guys, for this coaching staff, this personnel staff, this week does make sense uh, because most teams know they're top 25 or 30. This is a good chance for those other 23 to, sh- uh, to prove they belong here. Yeah, yeah, and if not here, Bucky, then somewhere else. Obviously, that's the old cliche in the league, but it's true. There's 31 other teams. There's other leagues now. I mean, and then you, in theory, you could see these guys again down the road. If for some reason there's an injury, things happen, unfortunate, uh, you can bring a guy back who's already been in your system. Never forget when you're a team that has struggled for as long as the Jaguars have struggled, the bottom third of your roster is always subject to turnover. And so these joint practices are not opportunities for you to evaluate your own guys, but to evaluate some of the guys on the other team. And so as you think about churning the last five to seven roster spots, uh, turning over the practice squad, you're trying to begin to assemble a short list of candidates that will fill out those respective spots. And so this is another opportunity for you to narrow the focus, figure out which guys are great fits for that, which guys have developmental potential that may, they may start there but eventually they have enough talent and potential to maybe help you by the end of the season. Well, one thing that gets lost too uh, sometimes, JP, people talk about the 53. In reality, in the NFL these days, it's a 69, meaning mm-hmm. you have 16 practice squad spots, and if you look over the course of the entire season, usually you've got 9, 10, 11 of those practice squad guys who wind up getting called up because of injury, who wind up uh, playing in the second half of the season uh, because of attrition. So – you're seeing those bottom maybe 20 that I talked about, but really you're seeing the bottom 36. So, except for the starters, this is a big week. Yeah, no doubt about that. Hey, let's uh, let's take a timeout. We'll hear more from Doug Peterson coming up earlier this week. We've got to get into some Trevor Lawrence comments as well. We uh, heard from the quarterback after practice. We'll break some of that down when we return. We're in Flowery Branch, Georgia at the Atlanta Falcons facility, and this is Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars Digital Network. I think we've got a pretty good idea right now, but, you know, um, I told the team this morning this is going to be a big week for for a lot of guys, you know, and, and they also, too, they got to understand that not just our team, but 31 other teams are, are, are watching, you know, our roster as well and and seeing who are, who's going to make the 53, who's not, because there's going to be a lot of a lot of our players, I think, get picked up if, if they're not here, you know, but... You know, it's it's a great opportunity for for many players, you know, especially the young guys, to practice well and, and obviously play well in this football game, you know, because um, they could end up end up on a roster. It may not be here, but it could be somewhere. It could be. And welcome back. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks, J.P. Shadrick, John Osier in Flowery Ranch, Georgia. Bucky is out in L.A. That to our point of uh, the last few minutes of our program here. The um, you know the the bottom third of the roster really trying to fight for spots here and 
Hey, we always say it, John, Bucky, special teams are key. If you can contribute there, if they trust you enough in some of those roles, you might be able to crack a roster spot. Yeah, you might by trade be a linebacker or a defensive back, but in theory, you're not going to be playing those positions a whole lot. You're going to be out there and in, in hopefully in the four core special teams. Well, if you're not in that group I talked about, which is uh, you know, the top 15, 16 on offense, yep. 14 or 15 on defense, then you usually are making the roster on special teams. Occasionally, a wide receiver may be an exception to that. There might be an exception somewhere on the roster, but for the most part, that's the case, or an offensive lineman. So beyond that, you better be able to play teams and uh, – that will be watched intensely tomorrow and Saturday. It is uh, interesting to watch Heath Farwell at practice, Bucky, because, you know, uh, on like a kickoff drill or whatever, it didn't happen today, but in the, the past weeks, he's running down the field like he's on the coverage team still, like he was playing. He gets a good look at it that way. So it's it's he's right on top of the action there as a special teams coordinator. Yeah, it's a special skill, uh, one, to coach special teams, but two, to really play and excel at it. Um, no one goes to college expecting to be a special teamer. Everyone was a four or five star coming out of high school. Everyone was a starter and the man on their respected collegiate squads. And then they get to the National Football League and they're asked to do a role that they never participated in. And so you learn a new set of skills. You're trying to figure out, uh, I'm a wide receiver who's never had a tackle. Now I got a tackle. I have to do different things. Uh, but I have to do it because I need to be great on special teams to give myself an opportunity to get a jersey on Sunday. When you think about dressing out only 46 or 47 guys, I have to earn my way onto being a core special teamer so maybe I can be the fifth or sixth wide receiver that they keep up. And so if these guys have big picture perspective, they are really trying to find a way to kind of create an opportunity for themselves to be on the starting units on teams because that enhances their opportunity to be able to get on the field as a regular position player. And there's no better example of that than the guy in the Jaguars, Rudy Ford, who oh, yeah. is a guy who, if it, it, I mean, the Jaguars believe strongly in him. If they didn't, there would be 15 or 20 teams lining up to get him. He's that good, and if you look at last year, he's a guy who stayed in the league because of special teams and showed last year that in the right spot, he can make an impact on the defense. So uh, if these guys don't believe that, just ask Rudy Ford. Right, and you you know he wants to play defense, sure. so he'll be motivated to do that. But uh, the fact that he's probably not gives him maybe a little added juice on teams. To well, get he's in his fifty-six year now, which means That's he's right. making upward of a million for being that guy. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, I'll change my role, JP, oh, for yeah. a million. I'll come over there and do it for you. <laughs> You're a good good teammate. That's right. Good teammate, Bucky. This guy. That's what he does. Very much so. Very much so. I, hey. I think Rudy Ford is a great example as a veteran player who's kind of figured out his role it may give him an opportunity to eventually be a 10-year player because he figured out if I can be a dominant player on special teams, I'm invaluable to my current team. Uh, he does get snaps on occasion on defense because if there's an injury to happen, your special teamers hopefully are good enough to get you out of a bind uh, in a situation if you have to use them as a position player. All right, one guy on this roster that has probably, I'm going to guess, never in his life played a special teams down and never will is Trevor Lawrence, Jaguars quarterback. He was out here today, of course, after practice speaking with the media. He's from Cartersville, Georgia, just north of Atlanta. It's, oh gosh, probably 30-minute drive away from here. So the Atlanta media came over. They wanted to talk to him about being back in his home area, his home state. He had plenty to say about that, had plenty to say about 
his progress as camp has gone along, and there's still a little work to be done here, John, to, to get ready for week one. I'm a little worked up, JP. Um, I'm not surprised <laughs> so, by this. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to bring the scout in uh, from Los Angeles, all the way from Los Angeles. Bucky, help me out here. Every day right now I'm getting emails from people picking Trevor Lawrence apart, worried that he's not the guy. You know, We haven't talked a whole lot, Buck, but I've seen nothing in this preseason or training camp to make me concerned about Trevor. If anything, it's the opposite. Um, what are you seeing? Help me out with my argument because I'm perplexed and I'm a little angry. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not salty like you are. I'm, 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 I'm feeling very zen-like having taken some yoga early today, but I will say what oh. I like about oh, Trevor Lawrence. I can't Lawrence afford yoga is, classes, JP. Yeah, right. yeah, I mean, you know. All right, yeah. uh, all right go ahead, you yoga boy. on the computer, you can Google it. It's all free and available. YouTube or some of these other uh, search engines, you can find that. But for Trevor Lawrence, what we're going to find is a guy who's more decisive, more confident, and more accurate than we saw last year. This offense, I think, fits his game because Doug Peterson is willing to mold the offense to the strengths of his game. I think early we should be encouraged by the way he's performed in these preseason games. We've seen them utilize his athleticism, his movement ability, uh, one, as a, as a quarterback, uh, executing his own read. We've seen him on these movement and bootleg passes. I believe there's a synergy and connection between him and his veteran receivers. I just can't wait to see it in regular season action. So what I would tell everyone who has really been nitpicking his game, be patient. It's the preseason. We've seen some good things. We've seen some things that you want to see better, but man, the wow plays certainly outweigh the, the 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 negative plays. I think there's a reason to be very, very optimistic about how the offense will perform and how Trevor Lawrence will eventually play in his sophomore season. And I'm repeating myself a little bit, uh, Bucky, here, but I look at it, you've had seven offensive series with the first team. If I remember my stats right, they've had a first down on every one of them except one. They've had points on five of them. I get the red zone worries, but just from you know a 10,000 feet view down, doesn't it seem like this offense is moving, Bucky? <laughs> to me, it does. To me, they went up and down the field uh, when the ones were in the game in Pittsburgh. The biggest issue has been converting those red zone opportunities into touchdowns because ultimately that's that's always the last thing to come. Yeah. That's going to decide whether the Jaguars are able to win games. You can't settle for threes. You got to get sevens. But as you talk about, the reason it's the last part to come is because that's the part that requires the most timing in the passing game. Tighter windows, condensed space. Uh, you're working in really the, the tightest area of the field. And so everything has to be very precise. But in time, you begin to develop the trust that you need with your receivers for it to happen. And also remember this, Doug has talked about in some of these preseason games, He's made a concerted effort to work on various parts of the Jacksonville Jaguars offense. He said, I wanted to run the ball in the red zone because mm -hmm. I know eventually we're going to have to run the football in the red zone to score points. A lot of people get caught up in winning and losing in the preseason. But remember, every coach operates in the preseason with a different agenda. Doug has wanted to put things on tape so they could evaluate it. So I wouldn't freak out about how the offense performed because I actually feel like the ones have been great. Uh, I just get more worried about the backups learning how to win as opposed to the stuff that the starters are being able to do. Four or five years into my tenure with the Colts, JP, the, uh, the Colts were out of sight in the red zone. Mm. Somebody asked Peyton Manning, you know, why was it working that year and not in years past? He said, it's hard down there, fellas. 
that's what it is. I mean, it, it's the hardest place to score. They finally had continuity. They had a bunch of guys been together for a long time. It got easier, but it takes time. As uh, Aaron Rodgers once said, R-E-L-A-X, relax. It's coming soon. Uh, we're back in a moment. Our final thoughts ahead of well, this preseason week three game coming up Saturday. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars Digital Network. It's, it's impressive, you know, uh, that part of it you like, um, you know, and, and, and obviously the consistency is what you look for uh, in, in kickers. And, and uh, you know, it'll be a good opportunity for them, you know, uh, and, then, and then for us just to keep – keep going through the process we get still got a little bit of time here before before you know kicks mean something but um yeah it'll be a good opportunity for that's doug peterson discussing the kicker james mccourt they claimed him off waivers uh, just the other day when he was cut from the char waived from the uh, chargers welcome back tunnel up with bucky brooks jp shadrick john osier bucky brooks and if he makes the roster and plays in a game he'd be the first irish-born player in the nfl since 1985, Neil O'Donohue, kicker for the St. Louis Cardinals. That was his last year in the league. Okay, I like it's that. It's been a while. I, like that. I, you know, I think people who watch these shows or read me in the Ozone know how much I like Doug Peterson because he's an NFL coach. And I loved his comment when somebody asked him how concerned he was about the kicker situation because he's an NFL guy. He understands that a lot of times kickers, I don't want to say it, but there, there can be an interchangeable element here. And he said – they tried out six week one in Philadelphia in 2017. Uh, the winner of that job was the winner in the Super Bowl. He's not worried. He knows this will work out. And uh, the fans' angst over this does not line up with Doug's angst. Put it that way. <laughs> That's what fans do, Bucky. Fans fan sometimes. Uh, yeah, there's a natural inclination to freak out uh, about the kicking situation. Now, I am not certainly uh, – happy about the way that it's played out so far during the preseason, but you want to get it right. And the only time you have to have it right is by the time the regular season kicks off. So hopefully we'll get a result. Hopefully McCourt can come in and do his thing and knock it out. If not, we'll scour the waiver wire. We'll make a trade to make sure we get one, but it'll work itself out. And I think Doug has good perspective on that. Um, You do want to have a nails kicker though, because it changes the way that you call the game. If you have someone who is automatic from uh, 49 in, but now it changes how you call plays. And if you have someone who is also a long-distance specialist, now you talk about just needing to get to the 35-yard line to score points. New ball game come from the play caller when you know if I get to that point, I'm guaranteed three points. Yeah, so it, so it makes a difference. So you do want to get a kicker that's solid. We'll see if we can find one eventually. Huddle up with Bucky Brooks brought to you by Fields Auto Group Jacksonville. Step up to luxury, fieldsauto.com. Our final thoughts here, the Jaguars and the Falcons coming up. We'll have a happy hour radio tomorrow, 4 o'clock, and then the Doug Peterson show at 5 o'clock right here in Flowery Branch. But, uh, Bucky, um, this is going to be a a deep down the depth chart game coming up Saturday in Atlanta. It will be deep down the depth chart, but I will say this. Uh, I have fond memories of the 97 preseason playing in the final preseason game with a lot riding on the game. Uh, the intensity level for a lot of these guys that will have the opportunity, it will be their own mini Super Bowl. And so uh, I am looking forward to watching a bunch of guys go for it because for some of these guys, it be the last time they put on pads in an NFL uniform. So that urgency and desperation will lead to maybe a, an epic performance or two. So I'm excited to see it. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, for the starters, uh, it's a great day to have your hat 
maybe slides on on the sideline and relax and cheer your teammates on. But it should be a good game. What's the memory, Buck? How'd it go? A pick? Oh, touchdown? Something? I did have an interception in that game. Okay. I did have an interception uh, covering Mike Haynes. I picked off a pass, and uh, it was it was a good time. Last preseason game. Right. Maybe I can dig down in the archives and find that when no one was watching. I like that. that Humble Bucky didn't want to bring that up. It's got to be in the TV broadcast Saturday. We got to show that play. Come yeah, on. I don't know. You got to you got to dig deep in the archives to find that one. It's a great <laughs> catch, though. One of my best ones. Ever. <laughs> it's a great catch in the stat book. Gets yeah. better each year. It sounds like. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Bucky, have a good one. Appreciate the time, man. As always, we'll talk to you. Hey, man. We'll see you this weekend. That's Bucky Brooks. Uh, he'll be on television this Saturday in Atlanta. That's John Ozier. He's on Jaguars.com. Coming up very soon with his coverage of today's practice. And for our entire crew, I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars Digital Network.